You're listening to the Great Recruiter Training Podcast. Here we go. Hosted by industry expert, trainer, and motivator, Scott Love. Hi, this is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me for episode number seven of the Great Recruiter Training Podcast. Thanks for listening to this, and if you haven't done this, I've got about six other free podcasts that you can go back and listen to some of the past issues. And remember, this is all absolutely free. Just go to my site, greatrecruitertraining.com, click on the link that says free podcasts, and you can hear some of them. My favorite is actually podcast number three. That's where I interviewed sales trainer, the late sales trainer, Bill Brooks, who was a mentor of mine. This is a past session that I did with him years ago, but he talks about how do you sell at margins higher than competitors. So if you're one of these people that needs sales training, if you thrive on that, that's a really good one for you to listen to. The very first podcast, I interviewed Connie Kadansky, who's a sales trainer. Her specific niche is on call reluctance. Uh, podcast number five, I interviewed Dr. Ken Christian. He's an expert on performance psychology. And in podcast number four, I interviewed Dr. Ivan and Meisner. He's the founder of Business Networking International, where we talk about how is it that you can network and get referrals. You see, my, my uniqueness in terms of training is to look at ideas outside of the industry and bring those things into the industry. I could interview other trainers and people that you've heard of in the industry, but you've heard of those guys before. What I want to do is bring you information that's unique that you can't get anywhere else that helps you grow. And I think sometimes by looking outside of our industry, we come up with some of the best ideas. And with this podcast, I want to share with you two things. First, you're going to have a, a series of questions from me that I want you to take to a journal. It's what I call the five questions of performance. Secondly, we're going to hear from an expert on Google recruiting. His name is Amitai Giverts. He's been a friend of mine for about a year and a half. I've known him from the recruiting blog's social media website. He's an authority on internet recruiting and has some creative ideas on how you can use technology. And some of the technology is free to help you become a better recruiter. Now, first, let me go over something with you I think that will help you to achieve your peak performance level as a recruiter. It's what I call the five questions of performance. And this is something that I developed on my own. I read a lot of books. I do a lot of journaling. I, I'm, I'm in this game right there with you. Uh, my whole style of training is not because I'm some guru. It's just because I'm just as screwed up as everybody else. But one of the things I'm gifted at is finding out what's the system. What's the system that can cause someone to be successful? So I'm going to look at a top performing recruiter and analyze how they make phone calls. What system of time management do they use? Why are they successful? Even they don't even know why they are. They just pick up the phone and it comes naturally for them. All those people that have natural talent, I've always been intrigued by because I just don't have it. But I can pick it apart and come up with a simple step-by-step -step process, which is what I teach, what I do also. So this is a system that can help you reach a whole new level of performance. I want you to write this down. If you're in your car, do this later on. But next time you have a journaling session, I want you to go over these five questions. The first question is this. What goal would you set for yourself if you knew that you wouldn't fail? I want you to daydream about your success in terms of this goal, this question. It can be totally unrealistic. That's not the point. The point is to get you to think at a higher level. And that's not necessarily the goal that you want to shoot for. But you want to ask yourself, if I knew I wouldn't fail, what goals would I set for myself? And hopefully you're going to get excited about that. The next question is this. If you could work at your peak performance level every hour of every day for a year, what are you truly capable of producing? If you knew that you could work at your peak performance level every hour of every day for a year without burning out and you knew that your relationships would be intact, what truly exists within you in terms of your performance? Now, if you've heard me on any of my webinars or coaching calls, if you remember the coaching club, these are questions that I've asked you before. Hopefully, you've had a chance to really think about that because this is a number that keeps people from really being successful. I remember asking one recruiter, I said, what are you truly capable of? And she said, I can bill 500000 I said, what's the worst thing that would happen to you? She said, oh, I'd be really tired. I said, well, are you tired right now? She said, yes. I said, so what's the difference? Get back on the phone. Pick it up. Start going for it. And the third question is this. What is the absolute worst thing that would happen if you performed at that level? So we've identified what goals would we set for ourselves if we knew we couldn't fail? What goals realistically can we achieve if we went all out? Third, what are those things that would happen to us that are really bad if we did that, if we worked at that level, if we expended that much energy, 
what's the worst thing that would happen to you? What do you think it would be? Well, you might get tired. Well, you can learn how to manage your energy. You want to identify all those things that are keeping you from really performing that hard. And when you think through that logically, you remove all those obstacles. Here's question number four for you. In terms of that limiting belief, that one thing that is keeping you from doing this, from working that hard, what is that one limiting belief or that one concept or that one thought in your mind that's keeping you from working that hard, from expending that much energy, from doing things that you know you need to be doing? I want you to identify that. Take out a separate sheet of paper and write that down. Some people have written down, I feel like I'm too old, or I feel like I'm too young, or I didn't go to college, or I had one recruiter that said they don't deal with women at that level of recruiting. And I told her, I said, I need to challenge you on that. But that was her limiting belief. She identified that, she was able to remove that, and she was able to excel. Other people feel like they need permission to make more money than their parents. But subconsciously, that thought is buried deep down inside. And until they hear this question, whether it's over the phone when I coach them or at a seminar that I do, they identify what that one limiting belief is. And I say, write it down on a separate sheet of paper. I want you to take that sheet of paper and tear it up. And I tell people, I say, I want you to take this, this piece of paper that you've torn up, take those shreds of paper back home with you, and I want you to burn them. And any time that little voice of doubt comes into your mind, I want you to think to this point right now and say, no, I give myself permission to succeed. And the fifth question is this. For you to achieve that goal, what are the next three action steps you need to take to do it? It, it could be as simple as picking up the telephone or calling up a new client or whatever. I want you to look at, for you to achieve that goal, what are the next three steps you need to take to do it? And sometimes it's just those small steps at the beginning of a journey that are the hardest. And once you take them, there's nothing that's going to keep you from reaching those goals and reaching your dreams. So I want you to do those five questions during your next time that you have some time to yourself and see what that does for you. Now moving in a different direction, I've got Amy Giverts on the line. He's going to share with us some ideas on how we can use technology to help us become better recruiters. I've got with me on the line Amitai Giverts, who's one of the leading experts in the field of internet recruiting, specifically as it relates to what he calls G-recruiting uh, through Google. Now, a lot of you all know that my expertise is not in that area, so I'm, I'm really interested in hearing some of the tips that Amy has for third-party recruiters on how we can use some of the technology that's out there that's relatively economical to be able to get better candidates and close more deals. Amy, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Oh, Scott, I'm delighted. I'm, I'm flattered that you didn't write me. Now, I know that I first met you over the web at Recruiting Blogs, and I know that for a long time you're real active on that blog, and, and I've also seen that you've become a real expert and become very well-known in the recruiting community, both on third-party and also the in-house recruiting in the area of uh, using some of the Internet tools out there to find better candidates. So kind of give me like a quick overview of, of how you became an expert in some of those areas. Well, first of all, Scott, um, I don't look necessarily where the uh, label of expert uh, comfortably. In actual fact, um, I, I believe an expert is probably somebody who knows a little bit more about things that most people know nothing about. So I wouldn't want to leave anybody listening to the podcast today with the impression that I know a lot. I just know a little bit more than uh, some people do in an area which is pretty obscure. And, and you're talking about geo-recruiting specifically, so let me just talk to how I came to be interested in Google as a means to replace conventional recruiting software and applications because um, I've been, uh, as a third-party recruiter, concerned about the way that I actually manage my technology. And one of the things, obviously, I want to be able to do is access all of my data at any point in time, anywhere from any computer. So being uh, mobile, being on the road, I nearly I clearly always have to have access to all of my files and what have you. So I was looking for um, a cloud, a solution in the cloud, if you will, so that I could access all of that stuff. And Google presented itself as a natural for me to do that. And then when I started to um, work in my own practice um, a couple of years ago, I was actually looking at applicant tracking systems and seeing what was available out there. And um, I looked at a number of free services and some relatively low-cost services. And while they're pretty robust in terms of facilitating um, conventional recruiting processes, I very much wanted something that would facilitate my process rather than me having to make what I do fit into the way the computer wanted me to act. 
So um, as I started to explore Google, I realized that you could actually adapt it quite neatly across its various services to perform all of the functions that one would need in a basic African tracking system, but for my purposes specifically, uh, for what it was that I wanted. That's interesting, because when people tell me about Google, I only think of it by, for using my email, my Gmail, and also for finding stuff on the web. Uh, so kind of share with me some of the tidbits for, from a third-party perspective. What are some of the technology tips that you think would be real helpful for, the, helpful for fo folks like those that are listening today? Well, for third-party recruiters, and particularly those who are sole practitioners and, and starting up, one of the things that I would encourage you to do before you look at Google or any type of technology is to really sit down and understand what your processes look like, understand what your workflow looks like, have a pretty clear sense as to what it is that you want technology to do as a servant for you, because it's very easy for us to become slaves to technology, um, which I think is really um, not a good idea. Sure. Um, and then also try and expand your thinking beyond conventional approaches to this technology. So for example, Scott, you mentioned the conventional use of Gmail uh, for sending and receiving uh, email messages. In actual fact, what I've developed is an approach where we can actually turn Gmail into not only a resume database, but also an African tracking system so that we've got some very simple uh, tweaks on the back end that would enable us to have a constant flow of candidates coming into the funnel. And um, if anybody has an interest in exploring this any further, there's um, you know, some pretty detailed tutorials that are freely available on grecruiter.com. But um, if you look at the way that Google is traditionally applied, and not only think of it then in terms of how it was intended to be used, but how you want to use it as a recruiter, you can go to um, services like Google Sites, which creates uh, web pages, but basically it's a very simple application where you can create web pages. And you can create um, very simple landing pages for specific jobs. You can, in actual fact, create uh, pretty uh, rich content um, web pages for your, your practice. There are ways that you can integrate Google Docs with that so that you can create forms for people to give you their um, applicant information, drop their resume. So if you, you know, go through that process of understanding your workflow, understanding how you want to collect information, how you want to manage information, how you want to archive information, how you want to be able to um, track your conversations with candidates, with clients, and so forth. And then look at the ways that Google um, can actually present a solution in those areas. The advantage of Google, of course, is that it's you know, ubiquitous. Um, it's very well documented. There's no shortage of answers online if you hit a problem. So um, it really is a great way for you to be able to uh, put in place a pretty simple and um, robust system to support your recruiting activities, um, but also in the process of doing that, learn a great deal more about what it is that you can do um, with some of this enabling technology. Because as in the final analysis, this whole um, um, investment of time and effort that we make in technology should be, ultimately, to give us some competitive advantage. So that's ultimately what I'm looking for. That's great. So let's kind of go back over some of the things that you said that I found were really interesting. You said Google can create websites, or I guess you can create websites by using Google. Is that right? That's, that's correct. So there, there, there are a number of ways to do that, but Google provide a service called Sites. And basically, um, it's a very simple HTML um, creation system, and you can just create websites. It really doesn't require a PhD or any technical knowledge um, at all. So let's just say if I had a particular job that I wanted to create a website for, you know, I didn't, maybe I could have a link from my search firm's website, the one that I had a professional design, to that job, where it could go into more details about the job. I could have quotes from candidates who I placed that are on that site page. I could, uh, I could put photos of my client's facility. I could put testimonials of employees that work for my client. Uh, I could put the specs of the search, uh, things like that. Is, is that kind of an application that you're talking about? Absolutely. So you can create a landing page for a specific client. You can create a landing page for a specific job. Uh, you can go into some detail as, as you want to uh, if you need to brand that uh, employer, if you need to brand that job. You know, I work with a lot of employers who, quite frankly, have websites that suck. Um, and sometimes when a candidate goes onto an employer's website, Right or wrong, they draw an you get an impression, and it's not always the impression that I want to create. So sometimes being able to manage the perceptions of the candidate by sending them to a landing page which you've carefully um, orchestrated can be to your distinct advantage. So Google Sites, as a case in point, is a really simple application that in, uh, enables you to do that. In actual fact, if anybody wants to see an example, um, they can go to um, a recent site that I put up 
BNC Voice. That's Barry Nancy Charlie Voice. Dot Employer Profile. Dot Net. And if anyone wants to find their way over to that site, um, I'm not suggesting that that's necessarily the way that you should do it, or could do it, or want to do it. But it's certainly an approach that um, I, I've adopted. And if anyone wants to see an example of how it can be done. You'll not only see then how those web pages can be configured, but how you can integrate that with other Google services like Google Docs, for example, to be able to then have an online application system as well. So now tell me that website again. It was uh, you type www.bnc, which would be Bravo November Charlie, right? Voices. Yeah, sorry, I'll use Barry Nancy Charlie. <laughs> That's okay. I, it's, it's a Navy thing, you know. So BNC Bravo November Charlie Voices V O I C E S. Uh, no, no, just voice, singular, oh, voice? BNC okay. voice, yeah, All right. dot employer profile dot net. Okay. And, and one of the things that I would suggest, Scott, if we're talking about Google specifically and people are looking to create um, an account where they can incorporate all of these various services or elements, one of the things that I would always suggest is that you create a completely separate account that's dedicated exclusively for your recruiting activities because um, you do want to keep that separate from your personal use of um, Gmail, for example, because once you've turned your account into a, an app and tracking system, for example, it doesn't necessarily function very well um, as a means to receive um, invitations to uh, Christmas parties and weddings. I see. So we should set up a whole separate account just for our recruiting activities then? I would suggest so. Not, not only with, with Google, of course, but any, any web-based technology that you're going to be using exclusively for your recruiting activities. So for example, if you're setting up a Twitter account and you want to use that Twitter account uh, to create a, an online um, job board for one of a better description, then I would suggest you have a completely separate account from the personal account that you might use to uh, communicate or exchange information with your colleagues or, and peers. Um, and, and you know, if you look at any web-based service where you're app applying that particular application exclusively for your recruiting activity, yeah, I would suggest that it's a good idea to keep that quite separate from any other personal use that you might have for that service. That's great. So what, what are some other ideas, some other tips examples that people, uh, third-party recruiters can use technology for their benefit? Well, th th there's, there's, uh, there's a number of ways that, that you can use um, technology. And of course, I don't profess to be an expert in the field of mobile recruiting. In actual fact, what I would suggest if anyone has an interest in exploring the whole business of mobile um, further, they, they, there certainly are a number of people that I could recommend, one being Michael Marley. So if anybody wants to navigate over to cloudrecruiting.net, I think Michael Marley is widely recognized as being the foremost thinker and expert in the whole business of mobile recruiting. But certainly when you look at all of the opportunities that mobile present for recruiters, um, you know, when you think, for example, the ability to be able to uh, send text messages to candidates to manage campaigns on, um, manage campaigns on your mobile device, um, that's also tremendously powerful. And then when you look at integrating uh, microblogging services like Twitter, not for the purposes of twittering in the conventional sense, but managing um, job, job boards and, and requisition flow and so forth, being able to manage all of that on a, a mobile device is tremendously helpful. So um, one of the emerging technologies, well, it's actually not an emerging technology. I guess it's a technology that recruiters are becoming increasingly aware of, would be mobile. So that's one area where I'm certainly looking to increase my understanding as to how I can apply that. Again, to my competitive advantage, um, I, I would discourage anybody getting involved in an exploration on recruiting technology because they feel somehow pressured by their peers that they have to be up to speed on this or that. If it doesn't serve your explicit purpose, if it doesn't support one of your specific goals that you've outlined in your um, objectives, then you know, abandon it. The, the, you, know, you don't need to have a machine that generates cappuccino if you've got um, an allergy to caffeine. Right, that's right. That, that makes a lot of sense. So tell me about some of the training offerings that you offer to people. What, what are some of the upcoming programs in, the, in December and January and beyond that you think would benefit people that are listening to this podcast? Well, if anybody wants to mosey over to um, my training site, which is brownbagrecruiter.com, uh, that's probably the easiest place for them to get an up-to-date schedule of events that I've got planned. But in December 2009, um, I do actually have quite a number of events planned. And really, it's, it's as much a recap of some of the things that I've done over the course of this last year um, as it is really a means for me to be able to archive in one place 
um, what people seem to find most interesting or most popular in the offerings that I presented this year. And they're pretty heavily um, weighted on the technology side or the internet recruiting side, although that's by no means my bailiwick. You know, obviously, um, like, like you, Scott, I try and focus on those things that will help make recruiters successful. So whether that's in one-on-one -on -one coaching or whether that's on the internet, um, I try and focus on the specific needs of the people that are asking me to help them. Um, I, I, I think that one of the things that is increasingly important for recruiters to um, understand, uh, especially as we start to see uh, an increasing proliferation of websites that um, support our needs for training or um, services that purportedly help us recruit and so forth, um, there's a tremendous a range of options that are available to us. And you know, regardless of whether they're looking at this option, that option, or another option, one of the things I would suggest everyone bears in mind is that even though there's potentially um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of, of training available, you should look at what you're capable of doing. So focus more on your capacity than the, than the potential. And really try and identify where your training needs are and, and look for training that fills that gap. So while I would like to think that my training helps you know, recruiters fill the gaps in a number of areas, um, I, I wouldn't suggest for a moment that there aren't people that are much better suited than me to fill specific gaps in other areas. And, and of course, Scott, one immediately thinks of you when it comes to sales training and being able to actually develop the business end of the, the, the practice. Well, Amy, I always learn something every time I talk with you. You're definitely an expert in those areas, and I think people that are listening to this can, can certainly benefit by getting more information about you. You, uh, you mentioned that you had some videos uh, on a site. What was the site that people can go to to see some of those videos that you've created? Well, let me give you, let me give you a couple of um, websites, and, and basically if you want to bookmark these, you'll, you'll have a, a place to go to get the latest and greatest uh, updates. Um, brownbagrecruiter.com is the website which basically houses all of my um, training that is designed specifically for recruiters. There is um, a second website called grecruiter.com, which focuses much more on all of the bits that uh, drive my interest in understanding how we can use uh, Google products and services to replace conventional recruiting software and applications. And then if anybody wants to um, read some of my esoteric thinking on the whole business of recruiting, they can check out my Recruitomatic blog. And the easiest way for them to find that is to just run the word Recruitomatic in Google. So um, those, those would be the, the two sites that I would suggest for training, brownbagrecruiter.com and grecruiter.com. If anybody wants to connect with my um, innermost thinking, which is not always um, easy to follow because I can't follow it myself, they can just type in Recruitomatic in uh, Google and find the blog that way. And then, of course, I've got on YouTube a Recruitomatic channel. So again, if you type in Recruitomatic, R-E-C-R-U-I-T-O-M-A-T-I-C, um, in YouTube, you'll find a number of tutorials which I'm adding to on a weekly basis that go through step-by-step step some of the things that might, people might need um, if they're looking not only to implement some of the Google stuff, but some of the best practices it relates to taking advantage of the, uh, the web. That's great. I'm definitely going to check out your blog. I'm on it right now. If people want the actual address, it's blogversity.com forward slash recruitomatic. So, but like, like you said, Abby, people can go to Google and type in recruitomatic and it'll come up uh, at the top of the list there. Yes, with, with all, the, all of the other references, which, which sometimes is helpful. Sometimes it's, it's nice to see things that are less flattering, and there's plenty of that online as well. Well, Amy, you definitely have a, a lot of information that people can benefit from. I really do appreciate your time today. and I'll Oh, Scott, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for, for, for reaching out and connecting with me. And um, for anybody that's listening uh, prior to the holidays, let me take this opportunity to uh, wish everybody the season's greetings and uh, to thank everybody that uh, has been so supportive in the past for their support in the past and for their continued support in the future, especially to you, Scott. Thank you. Thank you, Emmy. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope it gave you some good ideas. Visit my website for free articles, free videos, free tools, free downloads that can help you become a great recruiter. It's greatrecruitertraining.com. Also, if you're willing to invest just a small amount every month in your success, say the same price of what you pay for your cable bill or your Starbucks or one nice dinner out with your spouse, you get unlimited access to my online recruiter training center and you can join all the weekly coaching calls. It's the only site like this in the industry. You've got a multi-dimensional 
intentional, interactive approach to training where every week you connect with myself and other recruiters to get a charge up and get your problem solved. You get access to me, unlimited responses from me within 24 hours when you ask me questions through the site. You get access to all the videos that I've created in my custom video training course. All the webinars are free. All the past webinars are free. You've got over 30 hours of audio downloads that you get as soon as you become a member. Anyways, there's a lot of stuff on there. Take the tour. Go to GreatRecruiterTraining.com. Go to the link that says Coaching Club. Watch the video and sign up. If you're interested in becoming a member, shoot me an email, scott at scottlove.com. Mention that you heard this on the podcast, and I'll give you a special incentive to become a member of my coaching club. Anyways, thanks for listening. Now get back on the phone. Mm-hmm.